Hey, welcome to a Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir. Today, an interesting time, John Gordon and I are going to do almost a simulcast of his new book, The Garden. It's a very unusual book that it, when you read it, it's a spiritual book. But at the reason, as you know, I do all of the podcasts on every one of John's 21 books. But this one really grabbed me because the five D's he talks about, <laughs> this book my friends, is a coaching book. But more importantly, during this time right now, with everything we're going through in our country, this book is a must for coaches in any of the countries where you're listening to this. So after a quick time out from our sponsors, we'll be right back and we'll talk to John Gordon about The Garden. Fast Model Sports is the world's most comprehensive, versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and iPad to providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. It doesn't stop there. Along with FastPro, they have other great programs such as Fast Scout, which helps coaches create clean, professional scouting reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by all NBA and WNBA teams, 85% of Division I college teams, and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills on their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in the basketball shooting machine industry that enables players and coaches to stay connected, design and upload training exercises, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is, without question, the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Don't forget to mention Coaching You and receive $300 off on your next Dr. Dish purchase. That's right. Mention Coaching You or the podcast and get $300 off your Dr. Dish. I'm used to saying, and welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach, but now I'm saying Welcome to a joint podcast with my coach, John Gordon, and this is the coach, Brendan Sir, and we are doing for the first time ever uh, a joint podcast where we're going to release this on John's Positive You uh, podcast, which are incredible, and then we'll release it also on Coaching You's podcast. Two great audiences, two different people, but you know what? This is such an amazing book. We've done all these podcasts on all of your books. This is the only manuscript 
that I never had beforehand, and was I surprised. So tell me about why we did The Garden. Well, you were surprised because it's a unique kind of book. It's something I haven't written before. And I probably didn't send it to you for that reason. I wanted you to experience it for the first time when it was coming out. And this is, again, a very different book. It's a, it's a spiritual fable. It's a fable based on my faith tradition. And so I'm writing something that people are not used to me writing. But I felt like I needed to tell this story. I needed to share why so many are dealing with fear and stress and anxiety. And there are spiritual components to that. You have to understand the big picture. You have to see everything that's going on. You can't win a spiritual battle with man-made strategies. And so in the world of sports, in the world of business, in the world of life, we try to do mental coaching and we try to take on strategies and challenges with positive mindsets and positive ways of looking at things and so forth. And all that is good. And I teach that and it's important, but we have to understand where fear is coming from. We have to understand where negativity is coming from. And when we do, and we realize that there's a the battle going on in our mind and our soul, then we can win the battle. So this is something very unique that I've written. I, you know, I, I even put a warning label in, in this book, in the intro, I love I put that. a warning. Hey, this is not like my other fable. So I want the readers to know that. I want them to understand that. Don't be surprised because I don't want to get all the negative comments on Amazon, you know, <laughs> saying, hey, I thought this was going to be like your other books. And next thing you know, you're talking about the Garden of Eden. And next thing you know, you're talking about Jesus. Brendan, I got I to talk straight. Jesus changed my life. At 35 years old, I gave my life to Jesus. I surrendered and my life changed from the inside out. Everything changed of who I am. If you like my books and you like the work that I do, it is because of that. It is because I became a different person. I became a new creation and God changed me. And then from then on, I started to write. I started to share these messages and I would write books in two weeks and three weeks. And the energy bus was three and a half weeks and all these different messages started to come to me. And so this is the power. This is the faith from which this work flows and comes from. Now, when I speak to a business or I speak to a sports team, I'm not going to come in with the garden and, 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 and do that. But I am going to share the five D's mm -hmm. that we all have to overcome to win the battle. Again, I won't even have to share it from a faith standpoint. I can actually give you the five D's, which I do often, and help you overcome those five D's and, and start to equip you. But if you want to know more, then you can read the garden. You can understand even more about the battle. But a great question to ask is, do your negative thoughts come from you? I asked that in the book. Do your negative thoughts come from you? And people say, oh, yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah, of course. I, I'm very negative myself. I'm like, oh, really? Do you choose those negative thoughts? Who would ever choose to have a negative thought? I would never choose a negative thought. So I know your negative thoughts are not coming from you. They're not coming from you. I would never choose one. They're always coming in. They come from consciousness. No one has ever found a thought inside of your brain. And so what happens is consciousness exists. It's like the internet cloud. That's the software. We have the brain, which is the hardware. And we're always downloading these thoughts to our hardware. Just like when you're sleeping, dreaming, or having a nightmare, we've all had nightmares. We didn't choose the nightmare. We didn't choose the dream that we're having. We wake up like, where did that come from? A lot of times thoughts come in in the same way. And just because you have a negative thought doesn't mean you have to believe it. So you have to understand that from a spiritual perspective, thoughts are always coming in and they're not here to help you very often. They're here to sabotage you, to tell you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not, you're not going to make the play. 
If your team loses, you might be out of a job. You lose yourself in the identity of performance in winning and trying to, you know, get your team to, to be its best, not because you really want to help them or love them, but because you know your identity is tied to that performance and you want to win for that reason. And when you do that, you're actually losing the battle in that moment. And you teach it all the time. We talk about it. Your identity has to come from so much more. But where does that identity come from? And that identity also comes from a spiritual place because you will always be attacked in the place of your identity. So just understanding these kind of concepts and principles and the way I share it, I think is going to really help a lot of people. Whatever faith tradition you are, I think if you're open to it and you read it, you'll really get a lot from it and be able to apply it in your life. My mentor, uh, Chuck Daly, would tell me all the time, I never forget this day, we're done coaching. He's done the coaching. And he says to me, uh, I just got the greatest coaching book ever. And I said, who who's written a good coaching book lately and he says uh it's that guy uh good to great guy good to great i said chuck that's a business book he said every book i read i apply to my craft and so i read this at first and i read this saying hmm very spiritual and everything but then all of a sudden i kind of got it and now i started to apply what chuck would say the five D's, six, seven, and eight D's, all to my profession. Help me with that. Well, first, what did you first think when you first read it? Be honest. Tell everyone what you thought when you first called me up and told me what your first thoughts were. Oh, okay. Um, I, I said it reminded me of when I was in Catholic school, grades one <laughs> through eight. And uh, and I said, why are we going back to Adam and Eve and all this stuff? And I'm like going, John, where did you go, man? Like, I, I loved every, every all 21 books. And I said, what are, what are you doing, man? And I'm saying, I'm like, I, I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. And all of a sudden, I, I had to put it down. I had to put it down. Saturday afternoon, put the thing down. And then I suddenly I said, no, we got to, I got to, I got to go through it. I got to do it. And so all of a sudden I read the second last 50 pages and I'm going, my God, this is some of the most powerful things I've ever read. I even texted you and said, you're like Michael Jordan. This, You're the best fourth quarter guy I've ever seen. The ending is like, I'm a little pissed off that you didn't go further. I went in like two more, 200 more pages. It was spectacular. So in one way, one of the best books I ever read. So it was really cool. I mean, but the beginning and the ending, not even close. Incredible. I appreciate that. My son said the same thing. My son's reading the beginning. And he's like, yeah, dad, what's this all about? And then he gets to the end. He's like, all right, I get it. Yeah. I like it. And and it's all the things that, you know, and right now, John, I think it's so fitting for where we are right now with what's going on. Uh, you and I speak all the time and, you know, we're fairly accomplished and I have fear. I have stress. I have anxiety and I'm not K and J. I mean, I'm like, I got that now. And so I can imagine what other folks have. Yep. So there are five Ds that are coming in. And you can see how these five Ds are pervading our society right now. We're being attacked as a society. We're being attacked individually. And you can just watch and see it unfold. And the fact that so many people are experiencing the same feelings and the same situations and the same issues and the same challenges tells you there's something collective going on. And those five Ds are doubt. They are distortion, lies. There's a lot of lies going back and forth. Mm -hmm. Media, social media, politics, you name it. P 
people, I put a post out and there's a lies and everyone's like the president lies so much. And then next thing you know, there's someone says the media lies so much. And it's like, everyone's lying. You know, everyone just lies. So there's all these lies going on. There's distortion, there's discouragement, there's distractions, and there's division. And these five Ds will, will really affect us. The first D is doubt. And so we feel this doubt that we can't trust that first and foremost spiritual. We just don't trust God that he's going to see us through this. We don't trust God that there even is a God. Some people don't even believe there's a God. So there's that doubt. There's doubt in ourselves. There's doubt in our team. There's doubt in our authority. There's doubt. Do we have a cure? Are we going to be able to get through this? Do we doubt? Do we do? Can we trust the medical system? There's all these doubt. And that really affects people and how they feel because now you 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 don't have certainty and you feel off guard and you're not sure what to do next. And that uncertainty breeds a lot of fear. So it first starts with doubt. Then there's the distortion. There's lies. I want to talk about the distortions that come into your mind, that come into your head. And these lies are always telling you that you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. That your future is hopeless. And these distortions come in. Why? To, to discourage us. The enemy knows that he, he can't beat us himself. So what does he do? He gets us to beat ourselves with these lies, with these negative thoughts, where we get attacked in the place of our identity. I experience it when I go to speak. All of a sudden I get to go speak and I'm on a stage and it's like, are they listening? <laughs> are, what are they going to think about this? Are they getting it? You were great in the last talk, but what about this talk? And all of a sudden these thoughts come in like about failure and performance. And as a former athlete, you feel that. Where do those thoughts come from for professional athletes to think, if I don't perform well, I'm not enough. If I don't perform well, I'm not loved. Why would anyone ever have a thought like that? That is not an evolutionary thought. Mm -hmm. Fear that makes us survive and battle, flight or fight, that's evolutionary. The thought that I'm not enough or I won't be recognized or maybe I'm a fraud or I'm an imposter like they think I am, those thoughts are are really spiritual. And there's an attack always on our soul of, of who we truly are. So as a performer, you have to understand that. So the lies are always coming in through distortion and they're here to discourage. And we don't give up because it's hard. We give up because we get discouraged. Mm -hmm. And so many people are giving up. There's a lot of suicides that are happening during this time. More than ever, the rate has increased dramatically. The suicide attempts have increased dramatically if you do the research. And that is scary to know that so many people are believing the lies so much that they're just, they're giving up. So I really want to encourage people to understand what's happening because I don't want you to give up. I want you to keep going. And I'm going to give the antidote on how we deal with these right. five Ds in a second. And then there's the distractions. And distractions are the enemy of greatness. And distractions are everywhere. The media and social media, and we see all of the all the situations going on around the country and the world. And you can literally get so caught up in the distractions that you forget what matters most. And so distractions are the enemy of greatness. And in the garden, I wrote about in the book where, where Eve looked at the fruit and it looked appealing. So she was, a, she was distracted by something that was bright and shiny and it seemed appealing. And sometimes we're very distracted by things that seem appealing by the car, by the money, by the prestige, instead of what really what matters most. So distractions can keep you from being your best and being from who you're meant to become. And then also finally division. And that's where we're seeing the biggest thing play out here in the United States, in the world. We're seeing division, but it starts internally with each person. And so division, the word anxious, literally means divided. And so when you are anxious, you feel divided. You feel separate 
from others. You feel separate from yourself. You feel separate spiritually from God. And right now you just feel divided and separate from everyone. Think about it. We are, we are social distancing. We are isolated. We are telling people, stay in, don't go out, don't connect with people. And in many ways we have to, but it's causing people to feel more and more separated from others. And that's really wreaking havoc on people as well. And then we feel divided from each other. We see the racial tension going on and we see those coming up. And I think that's great that it's coming up. I think we're having an awakening. I think it's a great thing. It's going to lead to growth and all the things that are coming up are good. Are good. We need reform. We need to address these very issues. But you also can see how it's, it's also causing a lot of uh, discomfort for a lot of people and a, and a lot of anxiety. And even those who are fighting the good fight and are, are, are uh, doing great work, like so many of my friends are, are doing incredible things, they're also getting very tired in doing it. They're getting very frustrated in doing it. And even though you're fighting the good fight, you can actually wear out mentally because when you feel divided and you don't have that power source, if you're not tuning into God while you're fighting the good fight, you're going you're gonna to get tired. You're going to get weary and then you're going to give up. So these five Ds come in. But there's an answer and there's an antidote. And thank God we have a way to win the battle. But you have to know that the battle is being waged because if you don't understand that there's a battle going on within you and in the world, you're going to lose the battle. If your enemy knows you're in a battle and you don't, you're going to lose. Think about the Pistons. When you would play and you were the coach there with Chuck and the Pistons came to town, if that other team was not ready for a battle, what was going to happen? Right. They're getting crushed. Yep. They're getting crushed. Pistons were ready to fight. And if you weren't ready, you were going down. So as a coach, I'm now looking for how do I coach? And, and trust me, you know, those bad boys, we had we had five Ds on there, you know, right? And, you know, sometimes you unconsciously were able to coach them out of it, you know, just. But nowadays, this is right on your front door in life. You're coaching people in business and in, in sport, in life, your own children. Give me the antidote, if you can, for the five Ds. So instead of doubt, it's trust. We have to trust in God. We have to have faith. Right now we can choose fear and faith. What do fear and faith have in common? They both believe in a future that hasn't happened yet. So have faith. Choose to believe in the positive future. Choose to believe in the God who who creates your future and created you. So I think it's trust. It's also trusting in yourself. Trusting that you have what it takes to get through this. And it's trusting in your team and the people around you. From a team perspective, if you don't have trust, you cannot be a strong team. You have to be connected and committed. You have to have this great trust, this great bond that leads to psychological and emotional safety. And if you have that as a team, you will be a strong team. So right now, more than ever, it's trust. And for a team coming together right now, trust is everything to be able to wither weather the storm that you're facing, the challenges that you're facing. And if you have that, you will overcome the adversity you face. The distortions that come in, the lies. The antidote to that is to speak truth to the lies. This is my favorite advice from Dr. James Gills, the only person on the planet to complete six double Ironman triathlons. I love it. He was asked how he did it because the last time he did it, he was 59 years old. He said, I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. He said, if I listen to myself, I hear all the fear, all the doubt, and all the negativity. If I talk to myself, I can feed myself with the words and the encouragement that I need to keep on moving forward. So right now, we got to talk to ourselves more than ever. Don't listen to the lies. Don't listen to all those negative comments coming into your mind. Just talk to yourself with words of encouragement and with belief. Like right now, 
I'm telling myself every day, win today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the future. Just win today. We win today. And we win the next day. And we win the day after that. We control what we can control without worrying about the future. You will then win a lot of tomorrows by winning today. And so you have to start by winning every single day. And it starts with understanding that you have to speak truth in order to win. And so I'm having to do that every day. And I want people to understand, encourage yourself. On a piece of paper, you write down on the left side, all the negative thoughts that come in, all your doubts and all of the the distortions that often come in for you. On the right side, you write down the words of encouragement you will speak to yourself to move forward. And that brings us to the antidote to overcoming the discouragement that happens. We got to continually encourage. True, Kathy said, how do you know if a man or woman needs encouragement? If they're breathing. (laughs) Zig Ziglar was often asked about motivation. They said, Zig, come on, motivation doesn't last. What are you supposed to do about that? He said, neither does bathing. That's why you have to do it every day. (laughs) We need to encourage ourselves every day. And the word encourage, I love this, means to put courage into. And so we got to put courage into ourselves by encouraging ourselves. We got to put courage into others by encouraging them. So encourage your teammates, encourage each other. People need it now more than never. Can't tell you how many people are texting me and emailing me and calling me. Hey, John, I really appreciate your messages during this time. My messages have not changed in the last 15 years, but people are receiving them differently now because of the five Ds that are wreaking havoc even more now than ever. And so they need encouragement now more than ever. So let's make sure that we're encouraging ourselves and each other, speak truth to those lies. And you got to have your phrases, right? Have your phrases, have your words of encouragement. It could be scripture, which I think is very powerful. But if you're not a scripture person, then pick the words that will encourage you on this journey. And then distractions. What do we do with the distractions? Since they're the enemy of greatness, you focus on what matters most. And it's really simple. What matters most? Love, relationships, investing in people. Right now, we move away from all the arguing on social media and get to know your neighbors, get to know your kids and spend more time with them, investing in them. I can't tell you how many people, how many coaches have said that even though this has been a rough time for them and a lot of people, they've spent more time with their family and really developed a relationship with their kids now more than ever. Yep. For me and, and my son, it's been that way. He's 20 years old. He's been home from college. We have never spent this much time together since he was little because I'm speaking on the road all the time. He's a competitive tennis player. He's been doing tournaments forever. So we've been together the last three months. And you better believe it's been hard. I'm trying to coach him. I'm trying to coach him up. He doesn't want to listen to me a lot of times, but I'm having to display a lot of tough love, but love tough actually, as we talk about. Love comes first. I'm I'm loving him. I'm investing in him, but I'm challenging him. I'm pushing him. But it's been incredible how much we have grown during this time. And I said to myself, Early on with this, I said, you know what? I'm not going a lot of places. This is a time. This is the time right now. I'll never have this time again. And I'm going to make the most of it by investing in him and spending my time with him and developing a relationship with him. And man, it has been the biggest blessing ever personally. I know we've lost a lot and a lot of people have lost a lot. I've lost a ton of business and money and so forth. But you know what? I'll give it all up for what we have now in our relationship. So it's showing me out of bad comes good. There's a lot of bad, but there's also been good. And what I see is what matters most is your relationships and loving others. And anytime you get caught up in the negativity and social media and all the stuff and arguing about masks and all that stuff, focus on what matters most. And that's love 
and relationships. And I'm on my best when I do that. And so are, so are we, you know, Jesus said to love your neighbor. He didn't say to love only the neighbor that looks just like you or only the neighbor that's like you. We're called to love everyone and we need to be challenged in that and do that. And as a team, you come together, you work on that love you have for your team. You communicate, you connect, you commit, and you care. The four C's, communicate, connect, commit to each other. We before me. And then you care about one another. When you do that, you're going to build a strong team. So you can see how these five D's play out and how you can actually use these five D's to develop a great team. And then finally, instead of divide, you unite. So you come together and unite. And we're here to unite with our team, with our family, and also as a community and a country. And I think that's what you know really breaks my heart the most is to see the division that's happening politically and, and, and racially and, and issue-based and um, everyone arguing over, again, the coronavirus and all the different things that are going on with that. So when you see that, you see all the division, to me, that's really the biggest challenge because I know what's happening at a, at, a, at a bigger level. You can see it playing out and then you know the antidote and it's just hard to get people to unite. But if each one of us does our part and unites with our team, and our family and unites back to ourself, you know, for ourselves, uh, oneness with ourselves and with God. If each one of us does that, that's where the strength begins. That's where the, the journey begins. It's where the battle begins and you win the battle inside and then you'll win the battle out in the world. So we know in life, uh, there's more followers than leaders, but we both recognize that we need leaders in the worst way. And there's probably no one right now that teaches leadership better than you. Are you basically the antidote that you're giving or prescription better yet is really to encourage everyone to be a, a leader themselves. These are the, these are all, if you did all these things, you're a magnificent leader and followers can become leaders, you know, f about you follow the right person, but Talk about that. I don't have to be the captain, the best player, the richest person to 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 practice these. Any this is anyone. This is for everyone. Correct. I always say, if you influence one person, you're a leader. So I love that you said that because you can influence the people around you, and that one person also could be yourself. That you're leading yourself, and it starts with yourself first. You have to win the battle within to be able to impact other people around you. We talk about the coffee bean, right? Transformation happens inside. You have to transform who you are on the inside to impact people on the outside. And that's why my spiritual journey was so important because who I became inside allowed me to start having influence to be able to impact this world on the outside. And that journey started with saying, I need to become a more positive person. I need to be a better husband. I need to be a better father. I need to win the battle of my mind and my soul to be able to do that. And once you win the battle, once you understand how the battle is being waged, and then you have a game plan to win it, guess what? All you got to do is implement the game plan every day. Mm -hmm. And you going against the team, you know what the other team's going to do. You know what the opposing team's going to hit you with. And you've got to be ready for it. And once you're ready for it and you counter it with the right game plan, you win the battle. So what I share in this book is here's the game plan of the enemy. This is how you can lose the battle. Here's how you win it. And this is what you need to do every day in order to win it. And if you do that, you're going to win it. Some days you're a little tired, a little weary. Some days you got some negativity coming at you and throws your, your off kilter. Some days you lose your way and that happens, but you get back up, you dust yourself off 
and then you continue to focus on what matters most and you lead those around you. You don't have to have a big title. You don't need to be, you know, the head of a company. You don't need to be the boss. You just need to basically focus on leading the people around you and leading yourself and influence always starts with just you and your close circle. So we're talking about professional sports coming back. Major League Baseball, 60-game schedule, NBA, eight games, then playoffs. Uh, The NFL hoping for a 16-game season. But the biggest thing that I I also picked out of this was that your schedule is every day. You have a game every day. in the garden, <laughs> there's you don't have no days off. You're playing back to backs. You're every day you got a game. That's the way love I that. looked at it. I love that. Didn't think about it like that. I love that. You got to be ready every day for the battle. You got to prepare. You got to armor yourself with the truth because you always have to speak truth to those lies that are coming in. You got to understand it's those days you're tired that you don't feel like playing. The enemy's ready. He's still battling you. So you got to be ready to take it on. So I love that. And thinking about it that way is is really powerful to, to, to really show up every day to win that battle. You got to bring your best for your family, for the people you love, for yourself, for your team. As a leader, you know that. You can't, as a leader, you can't have a bad day with your team. You will lose credibility with your team. You will lose trust with your team. If you as a coach show up one day and you're not ready to lead your team, they're going to be like, hey, can I rely on him? Can I trust her? Can I trust him? I don't think I can. And you can't lose that. So yeah, I love that. You got to come prepared to win every day. Doc Rivers, as you know, and uh, says, as the head coach, I can never have a bad day, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's what this is also saying. I love, John, the sixth, seventh, and eighth Ds, though. They, like, were... They were like aha moments for me uh, because, you know, after the five, I said, I got it. I got it. And then all of a sudden, here you come. Here comes six. Here comes seven. Here comes eight. But, man, they were game changers for me. Talk about six. Well, the crazy thing about these five Ds is that I was walking one day in Chicago going to speak to this uh, company, speaking to all these business leaders. And that's when this book came to me. <laughs> these ideas for the five Ds literally just came to me. And I was like, what? And next thing you know, January, I write this book in literally, what, two weeks. So I wrote the book, uh, actually December 25th to January 8th is when I wrote this book. And I had the idea for the five Ds that came to me. I knew I was going to write it. I was going to call the book Identity, and I was going to write about the five Ds. But as I started to think about it, I said, you know, I, I need to write it from the standpoint of a spiritual standpoint. All of a sudden, I had a vision for the garden, and I knew I needed to write it. So boom, I write it. Finished January 8th, and the book was meant to come out now. This was before coronavirus, before everything going on, the book clearly was meant to come out now. So these five Ds, if you lose the battle, it leads to the sixth D, and that is defeat in a team. For individual, it will lead to your destruction. I hate that term, but, it, but it's true. In a marriage, it will lead to divorce, unfortunately, if these five Ds affect your marriage. If you have doubt in your marriage, if you have distortion and lies, if you have discouragement in your marriage, distractions, we know what they are. Men sometimes make, and women both, we make bad decisions with distractions. And then there's division and you wind up getting separated and that's not good. So we can see how these five Ds play out in a marriage as well. And my wife and I just wrote our book, Relationship Grit. And that comes out at the end of of August. And it was actually supposed to come out before the garden, but it comes out at the end of August. And we share the five Ds in that book as well, talking about just how 
we had to go through that. My wife almost left me because I was so miserable. I was such a jerk. I was not the person I am now. This is before I became a person of faith. And so she almost left me because of who I was. And so you can see how these five these play out in, in a marriage. So divorce, defeat, destruction. But when we win the battle and we trust and we speak truth to the lies and we encourage and we focus on what matters most instead of distractions. And we unite instead of divide. What happens then is we win the battle and that leads to the seventh day. And the seventh day is our destiny. And seven is the number of completion. And seven and completion is what you are meant to accomplish, what you're meant to do, the plan that God has for you. And I don't think anyone's an accident. I think and I believe you are here for a reason. I believe that there's a plan for your life. And I believe that your job is to understand this battle, win the battle. And when you do, it will lead you to the seventh day. So you get there and you say, oh, we got there. I, destiny, I, I achieved it. But now the eighth day, I think, is the ultimate for me, the coach, the leader, the parent, is discipline. You know, the ability to go out and teach others what you learned that is yeah that's that's so super i think yeah the, the word discipline comes from from disciple right and so it's about discipling others with these these sharing it teaching it helping others through it so the eighth d is is disciple so these two teenagers in the book who are dealing with fear and stress and anxiety and their mentor mr Irwin, who who's you know known them since they were little kids and you know, in this book, it's funny. I, I need to make Mr. Irwin someone very trustworthy. Yeah. I need to you to understand that he's a he's a family friend. He's not someone who's like, "Hey, kids, come look at my garden," <laughs> you know, in the backyard. So I had to make it really, you know, comfortable and understand that they would they would want to check out his garden in the backyard to be able to teach the metaphor and teach the this this incredible these incredible lessons from the garden. And as he teaches them at the end, we understand that they get it. And then they realize that it's their job to now teach others. And then they want to share these five these with others to help them and help them help other people win the battle. So yeah, disciple is, is the eighth day as we share it with others. You know, uh, the, I love the idea also of the coin with two sides on it, you know, where you have doubt, you know, distort, discourage, uh, you know, dis distract and divide on one side and then trust, speak the truth, encourage, focus and unite. I think that is so beautiful because that's the key. You have the coin there. Yeah, we actually had some made right here. So you have these, you have the D's here and then the, the antidote on how to overcome. I, I think that that is incredible. And that, that that's one of those things. You keep that in your pocket. That's a game. This is incredible. John, I, I mean, I'm, I'm so excited that we, we did this, boy. But on Saturday night, I got nervous, man. I didn't know where we were going with this. But you know what? It, it's turned out, you know, we've done so many. And, and my goodness, uh, this this one is so neat because I know when you told me, you know, I remember Christmas, you know, you said, hey, I'm, I got to write a book in the next few weeks. And to ever think of what was going to happen down the road, and how the timing of the book comes out right at this time. It is spiritual. It is fate. It is. And, and here's the deal. Like I was a re reluctant to write the book. I was unsure if I should, I, mean, I knew I should, I was sort of resisting a little bit. Come on, John, you're a business fable writer. You're known for that. You're writing a spiritual fable. You're putting yourself out there in that way. 
but I knew I needed to write this because it wasn't about me. Like I had to, if, if, if this would end my business career and so forth, then so be it because I needed to share the plan to win the battle. Cause I see so many young people, especially who are struggling with fear, stress, and anxiety. So many are really facing the battle of mental health. And I knew I needed to write this to help people. I needed to put this out there because I know that this is part of the solution. It's not the whole solution. There are a lot of factors. I tell people in the book, this is not a substitute for seeing a counselor. This is not a substitute for, for getting the work and doing the work to, to improve your mental health. But once you understand this paradigm, because I've been teaching this paradigm for a few years now of, of, of the five D's, not the garden, but the five D's. And I've been sharing that ever since that, that idea came for me to me. I've, saw, I've seen so many young people wake up and it hits them and they get it and the light turns on and they're able to overcome as a result of it. So I knew I needed to share this with people to help all these kids out there who are struggling. So I'm really excited about this book being a resource for people to use and to help them through their challenges. And that's why I wrote it. And there is nothing like it. And the energy bus is helpful. The training camp is, is great. And these are these all talk about mental toughness and they are spiritual in, in a lot of ways, but, but this book, there's something about it that really hits you deep into the core about what the problem is, what you can do about it. And then I think you feel empowered to be able to, to, to win it. So if I didn't write this, if I did not give people the solution that I knew, I would actually be doing a disservice. I would be letting people down. I would, if I die tomorrow, I would know, I would know if I never wrote this book, I would know that I did not do what I could to help all the people I was meant to help. And to me, that's probably hell. To know you could have helped and didn't, to know that you should have done it and you didn't, to me, that's probably what hell is. But to know you lived your purpose and shared what you were called to share and do the work that God has called you to do to help others, to me, I think that's heaven. That's right. Great coach, great friend. Hey, John, where where can our listeners, where can our listeners get a copy of uh, The Garden? They can go to readthegarden.com. That's readthegarden.com or Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any bookstore has it as well, and they'll find it there. You'll also be able to find it from my website, johngordon.com, J-O-N, gordon.com. The Garden, the best coaching book I've seen this year. John, thanks so much. Appreciate you. Love you, brother. Hey, thanks, Brendan. I appreciate you and, and love you and appreciate all the work that you do to help others. That was incredible. And John is, uh, John's one of the people that, you know, he's spoken to coaching you so many times he's off the charts and, you know, he's, he's been my coach and I've been his for 12 years. And, uh, every day we learn every, every conversation we have, we learn from each other and, uh, and also about learning from each other. You know, we've been, uh, it's funny, we've been, uh, you know, selling an incredible, you know, you know, video package for the last uh, few weeks, but more importantly, one of our all-time uh, Coaching You Live VIP f- uh, coaches called the other day, gave me actually a text and said, hey, I can't wait to see you in July. It's good. What a lineup. You know, I can't wait to see you. So remember, all of our Coaching You attendees, we are not having Coaching You in Vegas this year because of the there's no NBA Summer League, et cetera. I know you might. We sent, Zach has sent several emails and stuff, so we're postponing a year. We'll be back in July or August of next year, depending when the NBA is out there. But we look forward to it. And again, thank you and God bless. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Surrey.